welcome to another installment of Foursquare Presents After Hours. It's your boy, Alex. And as always, it's your boy, Jeff. And today we are doing the final, the final installment of season two's After Hours. So tune in, uh, enjoy this one. This is going to be a very, very specific a specific type of after hours episode so pay attention to this because it's going to be very specific to certain people who attain to this topic and this topic is going to include spirituality and religious ventures and today we have a guest uh this guest we recently um connected with him got close with him in august and uh based off of his name it'll uh, kind of have you like what so Without further ado, I would like to introduce y'all to Kids Bop Cam, aka Cameron Carter. Cam, welcome. welcome what's up? Man. What's How going on, man? Hey, y'all. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? I can't believe you still like y'all really stuck with that name. Like, yeah, it's it's stuck, dog. Right? You might as well tattoo that on your you. arm or something now. I told you, bro. I told you, bro. You gotta make that like your motto, your mantra. You gotta check. You gotta patent that. Kids Bop Cam. KBC. KBC, yeah. baby. KBC. All right, so. Um, for us to get started into this, um, I, I know y'all looking at like, yo, like his name is Kids Bob Cam. I know it's hilarious <laughs> because I came up with it on the fly and it was just hilarious when he was talking about it. So in relation to this episode, Cam, how comes you are now, why are you called Kids Bob Cam? How did you get that name? Because I blame y'all. No, I'm playing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it was honestly, we got, so what, what happened was we met at a at a mutual friend's uh birthday party uh we went over there and we was playing spades and we got on to the topic of um music that we you know grew up on you know grew up on back in the day you know before a lot of changes in culture and everything and uh they're talking about uh what kind of music they listened to when they were growing up uh y'all were talking about uh um uh you know what what they liked what they didn't like and then that kind of transitioned into a religion and spirituality and uh, it kind of mixed in between. So when it got to my turn to, like, to explain, you know, what kind of songs that I liked, I said, ooh, I couldn't really, really listen to a whole lot of stuff growing up, to be honest with you, because I came from a super religious household where uh, basically the only thing I was allowed to listen to was basically like kids' Bob songs of versions of songs because I couldn't listen to the real versions because most of them had like uh, curse words and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's still funny. Like, dog. You imagine like because you cannot listen to Usher, dog. Kids so I was like, okay, music. I gotta listen to kids. Kids <laughs> Bob Usher, dog. Kids Bob music, and for for if you're an if you're an eight late '80s, but if you're a '90s baby, you know about kids Bob music. They took all the popular list of music from the different time periods, and they made it into this collage of these little kids seeing the child version of what was popular. So if you imagine Kids Bob Cam was out here listening to the child version of, of Yeah by Usher, and I'm like, what? Like, yeah. No, what got me, so honestly, I was on his ass, because when he said that, and then you were like, yeah, I listened to like the Kids Bob version of Icebox by Omarion. I was like, you listen to Kids Bob Omarion. Not Omar, the Kids Bob Omar. I was like roasting this dude. I was like, there is no way you were introduced to Omarion through Kids Bob. 
That is insane that was, that was to me. Intro, bro. Because that <laughs> is wild. It was the worst thing, but like I was like, yeah, I know the song because it would be funny. I go to school, they'd be like, hey, yo, have you heard of uh, you know Mario some song? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, listen to it. Yeah, it was great because I had the time. <laughs> and the funny and thing is that with the kids pop songs, <laughs> like they was always like subbing in like some of the other stuff that they talk in the normal songs with like kid shit. So like they'd always put in like oh instead of like going to the club they'd be like going to school or some shit or the playground or some shit <laughs> some oh, like other, instead of champagne oh, in my cut they got sunny D in my cup oh, yeah I got sunny D for like icy oh my god got shit. juicy juice oh my <laughs> yeah. god uh, and so for that reason kids Bob Cam is now stuck with you and so Cam Cam, Cam was a really cool person that we met at this mutual friends birthday event along with some other friends shout out to Joseph. Shout out to the other Cameron and shout out to Anna. Um, shout out to all of them, man. There was, there was a great time. We had a really great time at that event, hanging out on campus. So, um, so those make sure you tune so into stuck. that vlog. Yeah, man. So, so now we're gonna segue into this since old Kids Bob Cam is unholy and he thinks that all this music is full of heathens and sinners. <laughs> so, so what is your so so what is the upbringing then if if you're coming from a place where regular R&B music is unholy, like like what what was your upbringing like? How, how did you grow up? What was your what was your denomination? What did you grow up as? Um, so to be honest, like I grew up uh, Christian, but I don't think we were a specific denomination. I think we were non-denominational. Uh, basically, it was it was kind of just a I was I had the type of uh, you know mom that would usually. Like she, she was, she was at church basically any moment she could. She was the one that, you know, she bringing God into every conversation, you know, <laughs> she, like I always, I always make the joke because it's always funny. Cause like you could, you could literally be, it could be any conversation. You'd be like, man, it's a beautiful day outside. And she'd be like, it is. Cause God made it that way. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. But um, yeah, I had that kind of uh, upbringing. Uh, we was on church, we was in church every Sunday, didn't like hardly ever. Damn near perfect attendance, that bit. Uh, she went to church on Wednesdays. We helped. Uh, we helped. We did a lot of volunteer work uh, at our church. Uh, we were like really active for uh, you know all my time growing up. Do you remember any of the volunteer activities you used to do? Um, yeah, we actually did a lot of. Uh, so we had like a Christmas drive every year, where like we would give away like small Christmas trees to people. Uh, you know, you know, for the for the holiday spirit. Uh, we'd also like do like a bi-weekly I think it's bi-weekly like food drive where we like go over to a homeless shelter and we'd uh, give them breakfast that's uh what's you know, that's dope. Yeah. that's what's up yeah that's good man Jeff what about you man how did you grow up what was the 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 spiritual religious connection that you had growing up as a kid uh so my mom grew up Catholic um she went to Catholic school in the same time as she was Virgin Islands um my paternal grandfather, my dad's dad, was actually a minister at the Church of God in St. Thomas. Um, wow. So he yeah. was raised Baptist. So when I was born in New York, uh, for some reason, I was christened as Episcopalian. But we went to like a, I don't, yeah, see, I don't, I don't even know how that works. Uh, the church so, ain't churching. Like, <laughs> not, it, it's not, it's not. But we went to a Baptist church in New York, um, Newburgh, New York, around Hudson River. And then when we moved to Georgia, we it, we went to another Baptist church, and I pretty much stopped going once, probably around high school, like freshman year mm -hmm. of high school is when I stopped. 
but when I was in church, we, we were doing like food drives and like giving food to homeless shelters and stuff like that. Well, I'll do that with my cousin's church. He was seven day Adventist. So literally like everyone is just a different denomination. I don't know how that works, but that's kind of how mm-hmm. I grew up. It's, it's kind of like, man, if you look, just, just say you love God and keep the question. Yeah. Just yeah. love God. You, you love you God. Know, God, Jesus, Mary. So those are three people. All right, let's keep it pushing. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, um, my mother grew up, um, uh, grew up Christian in Panama. Um, my grandparents, my abuelo was a deep, is, well, is still, I believe, a deacon at his church, uh, First Isthmus Baptist Church in Panama. And so, so that's how my grandparents grew up and brought up my mom as, as Baptist. Uh, my dad, my my dad's mom, my grandma, I believe she was a deacon or a minister or a first sister something. She was one of those, you know, you know how like it's always like one of those older ladies who's always in the church, always doing something. She's always there. You already know, like to go to her. She was she was like that lady. Like she was always, you know, she made my dad go to church, you know, every Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, any type of day where church was available. He would make it all. And she made my dad go to um, a private Christian school to keep him out of like, like the public schools that were kind of like harsh. Uh, Cause my dad grew up in uh, Trenton, New Jersey. And so during that time, and I think still currently like, you know, it's one of those areas where it's like, kind of like don't go to. And so she very much kept him like away from all the foolishness. So, so my, they brought me up. I, I guess I would like to say they brought me up as Christian um, when I was born. And we went to, I don't remember the name of the church that we went to when I was living in Seattle. But then when I moved to Georgia, I remember the first church I went to was Antioch Baptist Church and that's still standing in Atlanta. And then when we moved out to Powder Springs, we went to Trinity Chapel, which is now uh, Seven Springs Church. Um, And that church is, I believe it's Pentecostal, it might be, uh, the the denomination where you speak in tongue you know the hasha meditate I, oh, yeah. I can't I, I can't do that I, I don't that, that's not me but uh <laughs> I was very much like when we were having like real like strong prayer sessions where some people would just start screaming out in the background and I'm just like what did they say mom she's like just just let them pray they're praying baby and I'm like okay, okay. they sound cra- they sound crazy to me but I mean go go off well I guess but yeah so that that's kind of how I came up so uh, now let, let's just dive into like, like obviously. So we've all agreed. We've all grew up Christian. We all grew up lo- loving God, knowing God. The Bible is kind of like the thing that we've taken on to. So as an adult now, compared to your upbringing, compared to now, like what are your what are your views on religion and spirituality? You know, is there do they blend? Is there is there something you can separate? You know, like how do you guys view it now as an adult? Go ahead, Cam. Uh, how would I view it? I'd, I'd say right now, I kind of view them, I don't try to look at both of them as like separate entities. I feel like it's like more so of a, uh, they're both they're both kind of intertwined, but on a spectrum, if that makes sense, you know? Because like, you could be really spiritual because of a religion, or you could be really religious because, you know, you're heavy into your spirituality. I feel like it's kind of just in between. Um, I think a lot of people are really leaning more towards their own spirituality over just an organized religion as of recent. 
uh, recently because I feel like people are just trying to, they, I feel like a lot of people, you know, millennials and Gen Xers and more, I mean, not Gen Xers, Gen, uh, Gen Z are uh, trying to get into spirit, get into spirituality, spirituality in a way that kind of still gives them some sort of control over their own destiny, you know? Um, I think that's kind of uh, where I'm seeing it right now in terms of trends, especially with like Christianity. It's like people are like Christian, but everybody's relationship with God is different. So you can't really judge them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people, especially in our demographic pool, it seems like it seems like they're kind of being a little bit rebellious against the, the, the traditional theme of Christianity, of people going to church. Like I, I don't know that many people who go to church like that regularly anymore um you know I, I know i personally i don't i don't church attend church regularly regularly like that anymore um but people it seems like there, there, it's been this new battle of how traditional christians think and you know unfortunately you've seen that there are certain instances where people are just very stuck in the the old testament mindset of like of how to behave how to move how to think and you know always putting god first into everything and well, the Bible says this, so I'm being this, and, and people are arguing that, like, you know, like, in today's modern time, like, this is not what this was, you know, thousands of years ago when, when the people who are in the Bible were walking around, and so I think it's been this, this hard blend of trying to mend with the current world and also incorporate the biblical historical context of that time, so that's kind of what I'm saying. I feel like mending a lot of uh, the biblical, you know, scriptures and everything or lessons, you know, in today's time, while they still work, uh, I feel like it was way more applicable, you know, you know, back in their times, because that's when the original texts were made. Plus, you know, over time, you know, the book's been rewritten in numerous forms and in numerous languages. So there's bound to be some things that, that have changed. And with those changes, I think with that I think people are starting to realize um, with those changes, like, hey, this book is man-made. Should we really be following a book that has gone through so that's gone through such an evolution as like our cornerstone of like our morals and our behaviors? Mm-hmm. I Jeff, think that's probably what some people are asking. Jeff, how have you been looking at religion, spirituality in, in today's time? Like in general or for me? Because yeah, you guys are kind of talking about it in general. Yeah, yeah, in, in general. Yeah. Like what 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 are you currently seeing in general? And then how how have how's that affected you? Like what are your personal views on it as well? Uh I mean, I kind of seen people kind of hold on to religion a little bit. This they kind of want to jump into spirituality as far as like more of the trendier things like getting tarot cards or getting like crystals and stuff like that, but not really knowing like how to use those things, really just more of it being trendy. But at the end of the day, when shit gets real scary, then they still go back to praying or like calling for Jesus. So in my opinion, it's like, and this is my opinion that if you are Christian and you practice Christianity, I don't see the purpose of, those people having crystals or tarot cards or anything like that when the religion calls for when you need guidance or when you need assistance you call on jesus or god or well yeah like jesus so you don't need those external totems 
to give your energy to when the only thing you should be giving your energy to is Jesus. So that's where it's kind of like you're not really spiritual. You're more just following the trend of because you think it's cool. No, I mean, no, it just makes sense because like there are people who like, you know, like they're praying, but they're not praying to God. They're not praying to they're not praying to Jesus or to Mary. They're not praying to anybody specifically, but they're praying. Oh, they'll be for, praying if an intruder comes in the house or oh no, 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 no. I'm I'm happening. Or that right. plane, when they're on a plane and they hit, hit a little oop, all of a sudden they praying to Jesus yeah. real fast. It's like, hey, Jesus, Jesus, what's good? Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey. But no, no, no. I, it, it, no, it's funny you say that when it comes to like seeing people do like, like, like tarot readings or like, or like going to like, um, what's the lady with like a, with the mat, with the magic ball? Oh, um, um uh, you know, I want to say like, that. Like, like those Dr. Facilier, Princess in the Fall type of like spiritual people, like, 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 yeah, taking attempts to like those like alternative measures of, of spirituality. And I think it's one of the things where it's like, yeah, you are, it seems like you're just following a trend or like, you're trying to see a different awakening from what the main society is, because apparently we're all sheep and you're trying to be above the sheep. And I'm like, like, come on, bro. Like, like, like stop all the nonsense. Yeah. So I think that alternative like feeling towards it is honestly like <clears throat> about half about what makes it trendy though. I feel like that like it's it's the alternative part of like, hey, I'm thinking outside the box here. I know what my charts say on what day I was born in my latitude and longitude and all that jazz. But also I, I feel like it's also like the ease of access of like being spiritual, you know? Because it's really easy to like, you know, know your sign or know like your big three or you know, whatever, you just read over it, do a quick Google search. Oh, okay, this is how people perceive me. And, you know, you, you can just do with that knowledge of what you will. But some people kind of like dig really deep into that and it usually becomes a problem in, within its own communities because they usually use it to like, you know, like dodge accountability or stuff like that. Because that's why the joke exists where some people would be like, oh, like you just like say somebody just ended up killing somebody. You'd be like, oh, I'm such a, I'm just such a Scorpio. It's like, no, you're, you're just crazy, bro. <laughs> you're gonna do something, you know? It's the Scorpio in me. It, it's it's causing me to be this way. Like, no, shut up. You are just weird. Like, you just got a bad attitude. That's all. Yeah. So you just might need to go see somebody, see a therapist or something. No, a lot of people need to go to therapy. Seriously, honestly, no facts. You have to get the therapy. Yeah, There's a lot of hurt people out here. I I think that I, I I would say that there should just be just a balance, but that could just be the Libra in me just saying <laughs> I need to call for balance. But, no, but, uh, no, but I mean, I I do call for balance like a lot of things. That's just kind of just how I operate. Like I need a peace, and I need a sense of like a healthy blend of like this and that. So, like, yeah, I do. I do take up interest in the idea of like astrology and, 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 you know, being able to, you know, to think about like, you know, zodiac signs and what they mean and the stars and the alignment and what that particularly means for you. Because yeah, when I do read, like if I ever do read like a, your, your daily zodiac word of the day or whatever, some things they do apply. And there are some traits, yeah, I do apply with like the general population of people who are born within the same month. Cool, whatever. But also, I know that it's not always perfect because there are, there are a couple of Libras that I've met in my lifetime that I can't stand. I'm like, you are nothing like me. Uh-uh, get away from me. So I, I think it's kind of the same thing. There, there's 
they're good zodiacs and they're bad zodiacs. They're good Christians and they're not so good Christians. And I think that people just need to be able to take take the resources that you get from different parts of what makes us human and apply it to your life and just and use it. Well, maybe way. it's not bad zodiacs. It's just the more undesirable traits that they mm-hmm. supposedly have that it may come out when people are not in a harmonious state. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that there there are certain traits that give certain things a bad name. Like like Jeff, I uh, Jeff, when I sent you that that statistic yesterday of all the serial killers, and all the serial killers had like different zodiac had like similar zodiacs, like. It was nothing but like Virgos and Geminis, and everybody was just like, Pisces. "Oh, yeah," and Pisces is like, "Oh, these are the people I know. All these people. That's why you crazy. I know you're gonna kill people." And I'm like, eh, "Maybe it's a coincidence, but I don't really think that that's the end all be all of why all those people are serial killers." Well, and at the end of the day, if that's the case. How about you not piss those people off so there's not more of those people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those are the like, people you need to be nice to. So instead of being like, I knew that. And then how about you go get them some food so they don't turn on you? Exactly. <laughs> so nah, I, I think that like, yeah, I I I I am for religion. I do believe in taking some some lessons, some 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 words of wisdom from the Bible is I think is very much helpful. But I also think that there are just certain life lessons in general of just being a good human could also be very, you know, very beneficial to you as well. And so I think that people just need to like stop. Like some people, I would say, if they say you're a Christian, they want you to only like use the Bible. The Bible should only be your guide. And I'm just like, nah, but there are so many other things that I have learned in my life that did not include the Bible. So that's why I feel like it could become a problem. But did you times. learn it from other religions or you just learned it from your own life experience? No, not other religions. It was from other, from life experiences, from other lessons outside of like a religious context, which I think then ties into the idea of spirituality. Like the whole, like the whole versus battle of like, of like how was earth made? And for, you know, for hardcore Christians, they were like, no, it was seven days. And God said, I'll do this and this. Let there be light. I'll make a man. And I'm like, but what about the Big Bang Theory and the theory of evolution and like how stuff evolves into what we now know is like life now? And it's one of those things where it's like, I, I'm for religion, but I'm also for science and, and things that have been, have been actually studied and proven. Because unfortunately, not all not all things in the Bible can be historically or scientifically proven. Some things are just based off a of word of mouth. And so that's why it's kind of like, I think the challenge at times. Well, I think a, a note to say too, is that what Cam said earlier is that it's organized religion, meaning that there's a structure in there or a set of rules that you need to follow, such as the 10 commandments. So the thing mm-hmm. is, is how much leeway can you actually do in your religion before you're kind of going against the rules? So what I've been taught when I was in church is like Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, um, and then you had to do like tithing, which is like give 10 percent. But it's not necessarily just money. It's money like now because that's our you know main form of currency. But at the time, it could have been goats or like livestock produce, stuff like that. And once the New Testament came in and, you know, Jesus came and, you know, sacrificed himself for everyone's sins, you know, John 316. It's like that washed out the whole Ten Commandments and all of that from the Old Testament. And now pretty much all you have to do is just ask for Jesus's forgiveness for the most part. 
um i know like the catholic church they had like indulgences where you just kind of confess your sins and they say like oh like three or five hail marys and you're good but like when the new testament it's like you have to accept jesus as your savior and then you're good if you sin whether it's you're married and you look at another girl's booty or you drink and cheat or whatever you well, know, I'm a heathen. Yeah. Take, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then all you gotta do is pray to Jesus and you go there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but they're they're like, okay, so since 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 we're all Christians for this specific question, mm-hmm. um, would you say that they're like like I know that all of us like we follow Christianity in a different way the way we grew up, but there are there are just things that for me personally that it might be on popular opinions, but there are just certain things in the Bible that did not make sense where it's like, I couldn't scientifically prove how this happened. And I don't know how this became a thing, but it's in the Bible. And there are just so many unanswered questions. Like, like so many stories of like, like Noah's Ark. Are you really going to get a whole bunch of animals and put them on a big ass boat? Like, like, how does that work? Or like, like in another, like, I'm thinking like the book of Exodus of like the story of Moses, of how he was born into, he was born a Hebrew, but was picked up by pharaohs, was adopted. And gate was lived this lavish life, and then God called him and said, "No, I have your purpose. You know, you have to deliver this message and to free free everybody, part the Red Sea, and all that stuff." A lot of that, I was like, "This is good. Like, I like this. I'll follow this." But then there are certain things where I'm just like, "The plagues? Like, how did you how how did that part see? How did how did you really part the Red Sea? You didn't just open your hands and just say, just say that okay, shit. I'll just back up.' Like, nah, like, nah, like like science don't work that way. So yeah, like there are just certain things." coming up in certain stories where it's like I'm like I'm like 80% there and I'm not a full I'm not all in because there's just certain unanswered questions and that's where people would argue well then just 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 let go and let God like like that's God's information not yours and I'm like eh, I kind of want to know though like so I don't know if y'all felt that way as well of like I want to be able to understand what these people were saying or doing at that time okay um, to be honest, like, I'm, I kind of agree with you because like, there's always holes, like when you read, read the Bible and it's just like, people try to point out those holes. They trying to throw the, uh, they throw the, uh, uh, they throw the, oh, we know God, God's miracle, God, this, God, that. And that's just kind of like the, you know, that that's their way out. And it's like, yeah, but like, say, say you've come from, say your upbringing, you were, um, say, saying your upbringing, you were like super religious, but you haven't really inherently experienced any of these miracles you know yourself you know as it's coming from some you know comes from somebody at least that was something similar to me I can't say I've experienced too many miracles of you know people being healed at the touch of like you know uh the, you know the pastor like you know like those many videos where like the pastor literally make like rows of people like pass out because you know the feel with the holy spirit and any of that like I never really couldn't say I really experienced something like that so I've never personally caught the Holy Ghost in my in my experience either I've yeah. never just just passed up and just like oh yeah, I'm just like, you know, like, I've never had that either yeah yeah and all that it's like I can't really say that so like honestly with that being that in mind yeah it, it's kind of hard to explain that last 80 percent of uh of just like well how did how, how in the world did he get 12 plagues how did Solomon Gomorrah get turned into a pillar of salt uh commandments what do you what do you mm-hmm. mean he and you know, and other and, and just like other things, like kind of psychological things too, like with Abraham and how he was like uh, he heard in the dream, God told him, "Yo, uh, I'm gonna need you to kill your son." And he said, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I need you to go kill your son. I'm sorry." He said, "Okay," and then you know stuff like that. Um, nothing, stuff like that doesn't add up because some of that 
especially with the psychological stuff, you that can be done now. Think some somebody right. can do something and be like, "Well, God told me to." Right, but it's like, but that's that's the crazy part. If there was a certain action that you would take right now in today's society in 2022, and then you try to turn to the Bible as your reason of why, back then they would have been like, "All right, well then the Bible said it, then cool, then then let it be." But yeah. now, like, it seems like people are not say they're pushing the Bible to the side, but they're saying. We're not going to just let this slide, though, because this was two, over 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think there, there are some instances where it's just like, you know, and I've, see, I've seen it in so many shows, like in like Law and Order SVU, where people were saying, like, you're my wife. She's 14 and you're 38. If I say, that yeah, makes yeah. zero sense yeah. at all. You're gross. Like, I'm nah, like, don't, put, don't try to put the Bible <laughs> as your defense. You're nasty. My God. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, like, like, yeah, there's just, there's certain things where it's just a lot of like unanswered questions. Like, um, who was the dude that, I can't remember, the dude that got swallowed up by a whale? Uh, Jonah. Was, yeah, Jonah got stuck in a whale for some days. I'm like, um, let me just fact check this. What happens if you get swallowed by a whale? Apparently, you're disintegrated from the stomach acids of the whale. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, he should have been dead. Like, there's just certain things where it's just like, I feel like I, my mind has gone to, Yes, but I still have questions. Yeah. I, I still, I still honestly, I very much respect the Bible. I will never like degrade it. I will never throw it away. I will never chug it. I, I will never like do anything that's disrespectful to it because that's still just the upbringing that I have. If it's the Bible near me, I will give it the utmost respect. But there are just certain things where it's just like, yes, but how? And I think that's kind of a thing. And I've talked to like, you know, my mom or my grandparents about it. And, and it's kind of just like that, like that's the that's the religious context is tying into a higher power or a higher belief that things that are just the unexplainable, where if you can't really imagine how did this happen? Because I'm sure we've all experienced stuff in our lives where it's like, I don't know how this happened, but it happened. And and that's where it's just like, well, that was God. Well, it was God, yeah. And and I've and I've and I and I've and I've been okay with that. A lot of things, a lot of good things have happened in my life, things that I did not plan, things that I did not foresee. But it got put in place for me to take advantage of it. I'm like, well, thanks God, you the homie. Like, yeah, like, like that's how, that's how I got. That's how I kind of deal with it now. And also, side note, for people, I don't know if you guys pray, but people should be allowed to pray in their own way. Like people, like you don't have to be getting on all your knees and doing this and saying, Almighty, all, all heavenly Father, I come to you as a humble son. Sometimes you, you gotta, you gotta bring it up to how you talk, you know? So for me, it's like, it's really like, you know, hey God, how you doing, man? Like, like I kind of like, like I'm talking to it, like I'm talking to like a friend, like a friend, like a counselor in that way. Yes, I acknowledge him as like the almighty father, like the holy Lord of Lord, kings of kings. But at the same time, it's like, like, nah, but still I got to talk, talk to you in a way where it's like, I feel comfortable. So I, I can't. would you say that you, kind of step away from like the organized structure of it and kind of I don't want to say tweak but you kind of move it in a way that it's your own personal relationship with God and that when you how you describe being a Christian it's having your own personal relationship with God and Jesus absolutely absolutely I, and, and that and that was something that I, I do know that that was encouraged because like I know that like for us in our generation, you know, religion specifically is not as pushed 
And you know, for the older generation, they do want us to at least have something like my like like my dad, like like my grandma on my dad's side and my grandfather and my mom's side, they always, you know, try to tell me, you know, read the Bible or like have some type of relationship with God. You know, at least pray sometimes. Like I know that like I think they've kind of also accepted the idea that I'm not that traditional in that same way like they were, but they want me to at least have something, try something out and have some type of connection. So now I have now taken the, the, the lessons from the Bible and the lessons from Sunday school growing up, and I have made it my own. I'm not saying I'm tweaking what it means. I'm not tweaking the words, but I'm applying the, I'm applying the ideas to my current life and my current society. And I've made it my own. I've made the way I, I pray. I made the way that I let religion be a part of my life. I've made it to where it's accessible and successful for myself. And I won't put my method on other people because it's like wh whatever works for you guys may not, you know, may work for me, may not work for me. But all I would encourage is find your niche and find the way that religion works best for you. So if you want that to be a part of your life, then I encourage you to just take all resources and just figure it out for yourself. Because at the end of the day, we're all, we're all our own human beings. And so we all think and move in a different light when it comes to that. And I think that's why a lot of people from millennials and our generation is, it kind of probably strayed them away from religion is that though, I mean, I keep going back to that organized, but it is called organized religion for a reason. Because it's a set of rules mm -hmm. that you have to follow in order to be part of that religion, whether you're Muslim, a Jew, or Christian. And it kind of seems like people don't want to follow those rules, but not necessarily abandon their religion altogether. They just want to kind of follow it their way because they may not like that way. They don't like having to just leave ambiguous, you know, questions up to just God, like, how did we get here? Oh, you know, God put us here. Well, okay, but how exactly did that happen? And it's completely normal to want to question things like that because you want to know. And with religion, it tries to give you the answer, but sometimes it's just questions to life that you just don't know the answer to, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I think people people need to, like we said before about the unknown, I think sometimes people just need to learn to be okay with the unknown. Because like I said, I have a ton of questions, and I know I will also not get all the answers for those questions. And some things I literally have to leave it up to God and say, I know I don't know this God, but I'm putting my faith in you and trusting you to be able to be that guide. And so as long as I move that way, then I'm okay. Cause that, that's my level of comfort is that I'm growing back set, but it's kind of the same thing. So also just to steer away from Christianity a bit, like, are there certain things that you've noticed from other religions that is like, Oh, that's cool, but I wouldn't convert for it. But there's, there's certain things about other religions that I thought was like pretty interesting. So like for me, like, like there are certain things where it's like, like Jew, like, like the Jewish religion, it's like, it's very specific. It's like, you're Christian, but you're not, but it's like, you believe in Jesus, but at the same time, it's different, but there's Mary and it's just like, eh, but like, like the whole, Ju the whole Judaism faith is like such a, a unknown for me, but like, are there other like religions that you guys have seen or it's just like, huh, like something that's like piqued your interest for specific reasons. Um, to be honest, like I'd say that spirituality at the very least has piqued my interest as of recent, um, mostly because, and this is just in my personal experience, um, I've been meeting a lot of spiritual people 
And uh, I, you know, I always saw it from like the audience standpoint of, oh, those are the people that are, that are like looking at the star charts and saying, this is how today's going to go. Uh, cool. Y'all, y'all have fun with that. But <laughs> um, I actually wanted to take the time to actually like try to like understand like, okay, why is this getting so popular? And why are people like so in tune with this? And in my experience, um, a lot of the people that say they converted to spirituality usually came from Christianity. And it's usually because of the environment of Christianity in which they, you know, came from. Uh, I'd say I probably like on my hand, on my hand, I could think about like ten people. Most of them were usually women that tra that transferred over from Christianity to spirituality, and mostly it was because of, um, you know, like either you know the pastor, the pastor was funneling money to, uh, you know, to buy his new, you know, buy his new car, or you know the, you know. Um, something something terrible happened to the person and then they go to the pastor or their confessional and they just go basically just give them an elongated damn that's crazy uh you know or say it's up to god or something like that you know and so they kind of wanted something that would help them be comfortable in themselves while also still kind of like you know instead of being part of a big huge organized religion they have their own personal connection with their spirituality while still having some rigidity. And I think that it's that balance that I think uh, in that, in that personal, like that balance and that personal uh, connection to spirituality is uh, probably what's been interesting me the most. What about you, Jeff? Uh, so I actually don't subscribe to any religion at all. Um, I would describe myself as spiritual if you had to put a name to it. So I but not atheist, right? But no, not atheist. I mean, I no, nah, I don't have like a title for it at all. Mm. Um, if you had to put a title, it would probably be spiritual. Um, but I kind of had like a what people would call a spiritual awakening around twelve. Um, I had like a really like personal thing kind of happen to where I was like questioning like God and stuff like that. So I was like. Yeah, I'm kind of good on this religion stuff. But at the same time, like, you're still ingrained about, like, hell. So I wasn't trying to burn for eternity. So I was, like, kind of... That's the in, one thing that kind of, like, had me tighten up. I was like, hey, I want to I wanna rebel, but hell don't look too good. Like, Yeah, but, <laughs> but after that, like, what really kind of happened was the last church I was a part of, the pastor was very, like, money hungry. And mm -hmm. not saying all churches are like that, but right. that's going to cause you to want to, like, look into the religion that you're subscribed to if your pastor is stopping in the middle of service when people are praying. Not in the middle of praying, but kind of, like, towards commencement, he goes, hey, we didn't get enough money in the collection plate. Let's put it back around. Like, he would literally, like, bring the collection plate <laughs> back so again to get more money to, like, pay for, like, the lights and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So my pops he started reading the bible and it's funny enough i had a friend from college said that he read the bible in its entirety and it made him like really like a stronger christian whereas my pops read it and was like some of this stuff doesn't make sense and we had a pastor that lived next door to us and they kind of had a four-hour debate on tithing because my pops was like it does not say in the bible that you have to tithe or use money to tithe and of course the pastor you know trying to get money for his church he's going to try to find it and for four hours he could not explain why you needed to tithe because that's what i was going to when it came to the new testament 
you know, when Jesus sacrificed himself for our sins is all of that is done. You don't need a tithe anymore. So technically, I don't need to give the church money in that case. And the Bible says so. So you're literally arguing against what would be considered God's word. And if you really want to flip it on them, you're technically going against God's word when you're telling me that I need to pay you tithes. Now, if it's offering and I'm just helping you out, that's different. But for you to come and say you need to tithe because God says so, the Bible says no. Once Jesus sacrificed himself for our sins, I don't got to do it. I do it because I want to do it. And that's what that whole talk was about. So after that, once I got to high school, it was kind of like all the music I would listen to or I wouldn't listen to because of it was like demonic or I, I deemed it as it. I would start listening to it, just kind of open my mind and saying, let me not shut this out. Let me listen to it. So, for example, Tyler, Tyler the, the creator, his Goblin album, because he talked about, you know, like, screw Jesus or whatever. And when I was a Christian, I was like, oh, screw this. You're not talking mm-hmm. bad about Jesus. So I was like, you know what? Let me stop for a second and actually listen to what he was saying. And it turns out there's a whole intricate story with his albums that I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. But that just kind of opened my eyes to this. And then my favorite hip hop artist of all time, Capital C's, which I'll ask you guys like what music. C's? Yeah, Capital C's, my favorite hip hop artist of all time. And he talked about the third eye and that's how I got into like the third eye. So all of this is like 2012, which is like 10 years, a whole decade before all of this happened. So mm. all the stuff that people are talking about, I've been on this shit for the past 10 years. So I was like- So you're woke now. So I was like researching like, what's this third eye stuff? And my first like actual spiritual or spiritual encounter happened like in 10th grade. Cause I remember I was sitting in chemistry class and these four other kids was like, yo, I had a headache last night. Did you feel that too? And I'm like, what the fuck are you people talking about? They're sharing headache. Kind of weird shit you talking about, man. Like that's weird. And this, I will never forget this. This one girl looked at me straight in my face and was like, oh my God, you're one of us. I'm like, you're not bringing me into what you're talking about. I'm not one of nothing. Get oh, away from no. me. Not she today, say about, about, who? Yeah, and she was talking about like indigo children, which is kind of like this concept of like people who are like into more inept to like spiritual awakenings and occurrences, which I think that's more of a pretentious thing. I think everyone has that ability. Um, they just kind of close them off close themselves off from it whether they like drink too much alcohol eat bad food and don't cleanse their body enough but started reading to that um looking up like auras like seeing people's auras and stuff like that chakras so i started reading into like buddhism and hinduism and then i started like researching astral projection and stuff like that and i actually had a few out-of-body experiences and the first one that i had i was like it was super intense like I was flying and I remember I was in this forest and then they call it like the astral plane which is basically like where you go when you sleep because that's why it's like really incohesive when you go dream that's why you can walk in your house and open a door and you're like in Antarctica or some shit is because it's not linear where that plane of existence is so I was like flying around and I heard this like booming voice saying like, hey, welcome to the astral plane, blah, blah, blah. And I was flying around. It was cool. But I got curious about different things regarding that. So I was reading stuff about like the fire of life, which if you see the Foursquare logo, that's what my logo is. The purple one It's the flower of life, which is a sacred geometric pattern 
that every shape in the known universe comes from that shape. So if you connect all the dots, it makes what's called Metatron's cube, which actually back then, like even the Catholic church had like a picture of it um, because it's supposed to show like the dimensions of like the body and like existence and everything that if you were to show that to like the Catholic people, they would kill you on the spot because it was such a sacred document that they want no one to know about it. But um, it's called Metatron's cube. And if you, cause it's like all the circles and if you connect every circle to each other it makes that shape that every known universe, I mean, every known shape in the universe comes from that. So technically, if you want to be technical, it's like the equivalent of like a geometric God, basically, or God in geometric form. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I kind of chose that because everything kind of mm-hmm. comes from that. Um, okay. And there's a book called The Secret to the Flower of Life by Junvalo Melchizedek, and he goes into like how sacred geometry works and the Fibonacci sequence and all of that, phi ratio. Like, for example, phi ratio, that arithmetic sequence would also be considered God because there's no beginning and no end. You just kind of go infinity all the way down here, all the way up here, whereas the Fibonacci sequence has a beginning and then it follows trying to get close to the fire ratio, but it never quite gets there, which kind of symbolizes us because our hand and our dimensions from like our thumb to our pointer finger follows sacred geometry and follows the Fibonacci sequence. When a flower comes from a stem, goes to its full form, it follows the Fibonacci sequence. That's why it's called sacred geometry because it's the math of the world. This is real spirituality. I'm kind of yeah. shaking, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is the actual universe. The universe is mathematics. So and you sure and you sure this wasn't shrooms? No. So <laughs> yeah, like these out-of-body experiences was completely natural. I didn't take any DMT, no shrooms, no LSD, nothing. Wow. And it's interesting because when I tell people, because like, yeah, man, I did acid and like the picture was moving and stuff. And I tell them what I'm about to tell you, they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, oh, okay. So you really don't know what this stuff is. So nah, he's just weird. It's <laughs> the type of stuff that you think that you think you'd hear from these spiritual people, though. But exactly. you, would, you would think, and that's what I was saying. That's what I said. You would think that people who take LSD and acid and all these like like these psychedelics, and they're thinking it's like you know, I'm trying to wake up and I'm trying to gain like the unknown answers that I can't get in my human form, and I need to go to another spiritual plane. And it's just like, are you trying to create your own metaverse or something? Like, like what are you doing? Like, they just want to get high and do and hear colors and see sounds and shit. um, that sounds like a wild time to be honest right definitely this out of body when i tell people this they like okay i'll tell you two stories i so the first one um it was the day the exact minute i turned 17 years old i so i was laying in my bed and you know i was laying on my back and i was reading about like astral projection so i was like really trying to like immerse myself just kind of keep your body still Because what happens is you'll start, when you are idle for a long time, your body will start doing checks. So you'll start feeling randomly itchy because your brain is trying to see if you're asleep. Because if you're asleep, you're not going to feel nothing. So you're going to kind of like feel itchy, but you have to just stay still. And once that stops, you're starting to feel really light, almost kind of like you're lifting a little bit. So I started hearing a really loud rumbling sound as if like my head was by train tracks. Like if you're trying to talk to me right now, I literally would not hear you because it was just that loud. So I just hear this rumbling and then I open my eyes, but I open my third eye because when I open them, I'm in space. So I'm in space Mm -hmm. right now. It's purple. I see stars and everything. And remember the junk man from Jimmy Neutron? 
Yeah. Yeah. I see his ship in the distance. <laughs> and I was kind of, and when I tell you that, I'm telling you like verbatim. So this is like my experience. I'm not making this up. Like, this is exactly what I saw. I, so I see a ship and I see a light come down and I see like a body and the body's going up. And as the body's going up, I'm going up. So I'm actually watching myself get sucked up into the ship. Just float. Just yeah. And when I'm in it, now it's pitch black. Jeff got laying on my back again. I'm laying on my back again. And you know how you're underwater and when someone does that, you feel like that current under the water? Yeah, like yeah. you feel the, the force yeah. of that. So yeah. I felt a force. I was laying out, I was laying on my back, and then I felt this force towards my head, and it translated into a question. So when that happened, I was like, Oh, I'm not actually speaking to anything human because you can't talk. That's why you sent that wave to me. And mm. the question was, What do you want to know? And at that time, I was reading about reincarnation and like avatars, because that's where the form the term avatar, like avatar last airbender came from. It came from Hinduism. Um, so like Vishnu, like that God would have avatars like Krishna, where they would take a human form to like communicate with the people. So I was like, past lives, reincarnation. And immediately it showed me seven faces. What? Yeah. It showed me a native. Like of your, pa- about yeah. say, of your past lives or yeah. of. Oh. It showed me the last one, like before, like what I am now was a white dude in a black suit white shirt red tie brown hair blue eyes you was white in a former life yes i was also a black woman in a former life what the hell yeah (laughs) you had had an 800 credit score at one point (laughs) (laughs) a black woman and then you changed you had privilege and then you was a sassy black woman (laughs) i was like that is insane so that um was probably the most vivid and like intense one but this other story is not out of body experience it's a dream and i kind of want you guys' opinion on this and people who are going to be listening because when i tell this people get chills oh my god so from the ages of three to 16 i had a reoccurring nightmare where these stick figures kind of like the African tribal looking figures like dancing like in those paintings Mm -hmm. they come out of the picture and like go bust in my room pick me up and just take me outside and then the nightmare ends and I would hear this weird tribal drum you got abducted twice nigga what the hold on hold on it it gets crazier it gets it gets freakier so the first time it happened it was like I was like three and I remember like I see this bright white light and then I see it coming out with its arms stretched out coming out of the picture and I'm trying to wake my parents up and they have like smiles on their faces they're like sleep but they're like smiling a little bit and I'm like freaked out because this thing is like coming at me and after that anytime I hear that little drum like the sheets will turn to sheet metal I can't pick up the sheets no more and then they just either bust the door down or just walk through the door and they'd be like eight feet tall like as tall as the door frame just come in pick me up and then just leave and the the scariest that it was is i try to go outside because i was like man like fuck this shit so i'm about to go outside and this is back in new york so my old house was like four units and then i had a bridge because we were upstairs that led to the hill where the cars were so i was about to open the door and there was like 40 of them lined against the hill like all like waiting for me to come outside like yeah nigga like what's up like let's go (laughs) and i'm like nah like 
after that, I was like super scared. Like I would like always sleep under the covers, sweat under the covers because I just didn't want to sleep over them because I would hear that little beat. That's when like I was sixteen. Valley, yeah, that shadow of death. I <laughs> take I a was, look at myself and I say, "What is he saying?" That, that well, is, it, it gets freaky, Julio. It gets freaky. So, um, when I was sixteen, I was like, you know what, man? Like, because I remember I tell my mom about it, and she's just like, "Oh, like pray about it, blah blah blah." So when I was sixteen, I was tired of it. So I heard that little travel beat. I said, you know what? I'm tired of this. They came in the room. I was like, boop. I saw the do, 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 piecing them up, dragging them by. I did the comic comic. Like they fell down like the railing of the stairs. And I was like, I am done. Like, leave me alone, yo. Like, get out of here. Like, I beat their ass. Like, I mean, UFC shit. And then finally, like, it stopped. And I don't have it anymore since then. So I was like, yeah. So I told my mom about it. And then she was like, okay, good. Now I can tell you what really happened. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> she said, my mom said, and I quote, she had the same nightmare when she was a kid, except there was more of them. They were short and they held hands and danced around her bed and coerced her to go into the closet. What? Yeah. Where's my Bible at? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this some genetic nightmare or something? Like, what? what is this? What is going on? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that dream makes sense in chapter, uh, let me check my notes. <laughs> yeah. And she was scared by, like, great grandma, because she'd be, like, right in the room with her. She's like, oh, they're here. And my great grandma, like, take your ass asleep. I ain't trying to deal with this. I don't see no stick figures in the book of Genesis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how did she, how did she get rid of it then? Did she do the uh, same thing? She just, she just started punting them? Like, like fucking nah, footballs? Like, she just said it just went away after a while. But you wasn't well, trying to have that. You was like, this has been going on for too damn long. All my life I had to fight. <laughs> what I want to ask you guys is like, do you think that was some type of like genetic nightmare or something? Like, is that even the thing? I do believe in genetic curses. Yeah, I, I do believe. Okay, generational curses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, the, there, there are there are a lot of like when it comes to like generational curses, it is a it is an action or a thing or an idea that always occurs within your family, and you can't explain why until somebody figures it out. And I and I don't know who or how because that's something that's firstly happening to me where I I have been informed and advised of a generational curse that I've had in my family. And it's now it's like it's now I've taken the responsibility of trying to remove that from my family and start a new way. And so I, I, I've been I've been experiencing that in that sense. But that's still that's not when I'm sleeping or opening my third eye. That that's just real life stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And maybe that might happen towards like families where it's like you know, you know, you're poor, you're poor, your family was poor, your father was poor. You're always going to be poor. Like it could be something as simple as that, or something as traumatic of you're a serial killer. Your daughter's a serial killer. Your granddaughter's a serial killer. You will always be serial killer. Like it could be anything. And I think it might be something where you might want to just inquire that and talk to your mom about. Like, is there something that happens consistently within our family that I don't know about? And mm-hmm. it might, and it might be something like that. Because I do believe that generational generational corporate. Ah, generational curses. Curses. curses they do happen for a specific reason for whatever happens and so you either have to live with it or rectify it in a certain way no, it's up to you to find out what it is exactly what i do is talk to you folks right like so. i had a question and so like do you think uh when you 
when you conquered the dream, right? Do you know what the root? Uh, did you find like anything in terms of like a root cause of it? Uh, not really. It was just kind of I had the nightmare like when I was like three, and it would always be. And it was like a seamless dream. So it wasn't like go to bed and oh, it would be like I'm watching TV and I accidentally like fall asleep. Cause you know how like you go like this and realize all five minutes went by. It would be like that. And then boom, they're right there. Oh. So I like fall right into it. So it almost seems like, oh snap, like I'm actually asleep right now. So what was reality and dream was very um seamless and blurred when I was a kid. But as far as like the root cause, like I don't really, I mean, I know my family, like my mom's side is really bad alcoholism. That's why I don't drink like that. But I really doubt that's kind of what it was. I mean, if anything, it probably was like a curse, maybe like an actual non-physical, spiritual type of curse that mm-hmm. I ended up stopping. Maybe. I mean, you, I mean, you obviously, you took it head on. Because, I mean, a lot of people, when they're, when they're in those experiences, they either cower and run or hide or they just, you know, they say, hey, this is what I do with. Absolutely. For you, you were literally like, you know what? I'm done dealing with this. And then you attacked it head on. So thankfully, in that experience, you weren't physically endured any type of bodily harm to yourself, but you were able to overcome it in, in your own way. So, I mean, so maybe it was something where you lifted a curse. So, I mean, it, it could be, you know, good on you in that part, but at least you came out of that knowing that, you know, Hopefully, you felt some sense of accomplishment afterwards. Oh, no, facts, think, I did. Besides relief, like, did you feel any different, like, as a, you know, like, you know, as a person or, like, anything, you know, different in you? Or was it just, like, I'm glad that's done. Let's move I on. I mean, after that, I just started reading more about different things, like the Akashic Records, um, Astro Plane, started listening to different types of music, uh, got into, like, Willow Smith's music or jabes like really peaceful type music that just kind of put me in that different state listening to binaural beats um and overall just kind of being at peace and learning that um for people to have like different belief systems or whatever is like cool you know what i'm saying like everyone should be on their own path and that's kind of how we grow and learn is having conversations like this so not to like put people down in the sense like oh man like you're not woke like nah man like he's just doing his own thing if he has questions i'm gonna answer it just don't be upset when i give you an answer you may not want to hear because i'm not gonna go and disrespect your god but at the same time i'm not gonna like conform yeah so for example like most of my family's still christian like even today when i went to the baby shower when my aunt was praying i didn't bow my head because i'm like i'm not going to like it's respect but at the same time, I'm not going to bow to your God. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like in college, there was like a Buddhist temple that we went to to kind of like have like extra extended learning. And some of the students felt offended that the Buddhist monk wanted them to like pray to the statue. Whereas mm-hmm. I kind of was just kind of like a hey, respect to, you know, Buddha. But, you know, I ain't with that. But they were like, man, they were like, no, I only serve the God in the Bible. Blah. I'm like, that's cool. You can tell him that, but you don't got to get all triggered about it and be like, oh, F this. I'm like, because you in his space, you inside the temple. So you disrespecting this shit. That's like him talking about F this in the church. Like, you can't do that. Walk into the church and say, you got any real Buddha, you know? Right. Yeah. But I did want to ask, going back to music, since you are Kiss Bob Cam, 
what music did you guys listen to that kind of made you who you are today? Man, man. Music in general, like any any type of genre. <clears throat> He's like, yeah. all right. Or so, you can name like either specific artists or songs that you like. This is when you want to feel you your most you, your most Alex, your most Cam. You listen to these artists and this song. Like, does that include now? Because like, so yeah. in terms, of- I was about to say, I could, I could give yeah. you a whole catalog of software. Give three this, in this- the sake of this conversation. Give three. Three, um, okay, three songs. All right. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I can give you songs, but I'll give you artists. I'll give okay. You All right. So, right now, one of my main artists I listen to right now, I listen to a lot of Anderson Pack. I think he's an, he's an amazing, amazing artist, multi instrumentalist. Man, he's fantastic. Great. Anderson Pack is man. fantastic. So the second one, definitely have to give it to my man, JID. Like, definitely yeah. my favorite rapper oh. personally. Recently just dropped album of the year. Go listen to it, Forever Story loved it um but he's just his the way he goes about rapping and like how technically he is with it but making it seem so effortless i fuck with that like mad heavy because it's like it, it's, a, it's a chill vibe but also he's like really he's really mechanical with it really technical and third there's an artist he right now i'm really feeling a so i'm, I'm usually in a like neo soul because like uh mm-hmm. When I wasn't listening to Christian music from my mom's side, my dad, who was usually listening to, you know, actual, you know, like other music. So your dad he, was the heathen. Whenever the fish wasn't playing or like, you know, anything Christian related, he's like, when I'm with him, he's bumping whatever he wants to listen to. He's usually bumping neo soul because he was huge into jazz and soul growing up. He, he loved, you know, soul I mean, music, soul child and you know, uh, uh, Raheem Devon and mm-hmm. you know, all, all these people, you know, so like I listen to a lot of Neo Soul right now. I'm usually on the newer wave right now and I'm trying to like delve into the older wave. Someone from the newer wave that I'm listening to right now is uh, Umi. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Yeah, I heard of yeah, Umi. Like, yeah, I definitely love love her vibe right now. Her, her kind of like, you know, uh, floaty kind of lo-fi like vibe. I like I folks with the Mad Heavy. That's, That's me and my element right there. Just kind of in the clouds, just chilling mm-hmm. for the most part, you know? Okay. Alex? I, all right. So one artist that I've consistently listened to since he first came out was uh, Jermaine Cole. Jermaine Cole. Um, so <laughs> outside, because no, because honestly, for me, I, it was kind of like, I say that my music was, it was kind of everywhere. Because like, there were a lot of different things that happened in my life. There were a lot of times where I was kind of going through my identity crisis of like, I didn't know what was cool to listen to. So I kind of was just listening to what everybody was doing because I was really trying to be a part of like the in crowd. And so like when everybody was listening to Migos, I listened to Migos. Everybody was listening to um, to like 21 Savage, I listened to 21 Savage. Like there were just certain things where I kind of was just conforming. I didn't really have an opinion. And now to this day, since I've kind of been a part of different waves of crowds, I've just noticed that I just like everybody. I, I like I like music, I like songs, but they're not just many artists where it's like I'll like follow your whole life story about like I don't care to follow that much. Like there are certain many artists that I respect. <clears throat> like like growing like growing up, my favorite female R and B voice was Alicia Keys. I love yeah, Alicia yeah. Keys. Like her her voice was just it did something to me at that time and I was it just still like, does you know, it, <laughs> it still does it still does do something to me at this time and, and so 
yeah, back then, yeah, it was Alicia Keys and and it was well, the like female R and B artists. But I was like really like like Jill Scott. Her her words oh, yeah. had some good yeah, ones yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> but then for for R and B male voices, it was you know Neo, Usher. Regular Usher, Kiss Bob Cam, not Kiss Bob Usher. It was like, yeah, Neil Usher. And then as far as like Neil Soul, man, Maxwell was my dude. Yeah, Maxwell. Maxwell was the one that that that, that got it. Max for me, it was Maxwell, Cam, and Music Soul Child. Ooh, Those Cam. are my three. Dang. Cam has some bangers. Like he was Cam one of those like people. I don't know how, I don't know how people. Like slept on Cam. Like I remember, like I was like going through a whole Cam catalog, and I was just like, mm-hmm. "Why are people not raving about this man? Like he had bangers." And so, but now and currently, it's when it comes to like hearing there are certain words that I just enjoy. I enjoy her. I enjoy her, and I enjoy Ireland. Ireland just dropped this new album, and I was just like, "Yo, little, yo, you, 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 you something." <laughs> I was like, that album. "What you just did with that album? I like that. I like that." Um, so yeah, I, I do I do enjoy um that music. And then I also when it comes to like other genres like like reggaeton, I do enjoy um, you know, like like a like J Balvin or Daddy Yankee or um specifically a Panamanian artist. Um his name is Sech. Um S-E-C-H. But yeah, he is like one of like the currently like the biggest Panamanian artist right now. I do love his music. So I, I kind of I'm kind of everywhere. Like I love rap, I love hip hop, I love neo soul, but also I love you know the I love reggae, love dancehall, love soca, you know reggaeton, bachata. I love all that, but also I enjoy gospel. That's and actually also, what I was gonna ask because it's interesting that both of you didn't say gospel music because gospel is not one of those things where. I'm not, yeah, I can name off like the legends. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt but it's Franklin. not something that yeah, you like Tamala really Man. listen to like that. You're oh, not yeah. just going to be that like, you know what? I'm going to bump some, yeah. some gospel to work. I'm not bumping Hezekiah Walker <laughs> on the way to on the way to work. I'm not <laughs> doing that. I don't know. Right. Walking by Mary, Mary Lit, they listen to going to work. I'm walking, I mean, I'm walking, I'm walking. Like, I mean, that's that's bumping right there going they, to work. They, they do have good bangers. They do have good bangers. But like, I feel like, because there's the thing, I do have a gospel playlist okay. where I just need to hear certain ways. Because that's, for me personally, how I grew up, music was the way that I was able to connect to God in that way. Mm. There was something about music that tied into how I was able to hear. Because at that time, I couldn't connect to the pastor. Like, whenever it's time for, like, it came for the sermon, I checked out. But whenever time, when it was time for praise and worship and it was time for, like, songs, I was always there. I was always there ready, you know, sing and dance and praise. When it was time for Pastor to get into a sermon, I was, I'm asleep. I'm out of there. I'm not going to listen to you. I don't know what you're saying. So music has always been what connected me. So I got a playlist, but it has like 50 different artists and 50 different people on there. So I can't tell you one particular person, but I just love, there's certain songs that just fills me, you know, it's, you know, it, you know, it's one of those things where you give a testimony memorial and it's like, you know, it just, it just came on the heart and it was just, Something that filled my spirit for that day. So well, can you name at least two songs for the for the squares out there listening? Hold on, let me let me get, let me get YouTube out there. something for you square. I will pull up a song. Okay, um, there is okay. So there was one. It not necessarily new. It came out in 2014, I believe. Um, 
So it's called Yahweh. For, for those who don't know, Yahweh is another name that our Heavenly Father was called. And certain, for certain people who, if you really know, like if you're calling out to Yahweh, it's like, hold on now. What you know about Yahweh? Yeah, some names. Exactly. You know, like like the, the Lord of Lord, the King of Kings, the Almighty, you know. So, yeah. So Yahweh by Jokia, that was a song that um, definitely had me, like had me going. And then, um, and then another one, and many people, people come, uh, have done a version of this, is Here I Am to Worship. That song, um, that song was really hit for me because it was just like, here I am to worship. For me, I interpreted it as, this is the way I'm coming to you. This is not how, in general, I'm gonna come to you and, and as a typical Christian. This is how I'm gonna honor you. This is how I'm gonna pray to you. This is how I'm gonna do my sacrifices and my tithes on how what I do for me is also in representation of you. And so that was kind of like one thing for us. Like I did take that song and I made it for me. And so that was something where it's like, yeah, okay, here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. Like it's stuff where it's like, I can actually take action and make it an authentic piece for myself. Okay, kids bow game. As soon as you said uh, Yahweh, it instantly reminded me of like an artist that I can say did kind of like form my, help form my music taste. He was like one of the first artists that I kind of started listening to. Um, it's an artist, like a lot of people probably ain't heard of him like that, but his name is uh, Matis Yahoo. Uh, I've heard of that. I've heard of Matis Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. So Matis Yahoo was, because my dad uh, put me on to him back when he was, uh, back in like 05, when he was like super into uh, his his uh, religion and his cathedrals and stuff. And uh, just just his, his music back then, especially his live performances, it was honestly insane. Like, because he was, he was a good guitarist. He'd make the guitar sing. He, he could sing. He could play the drum. He was basically one man band the whole time and doing his. And it was, that was just honestly amazing. Nice. Uh, that definitely shaped my, my music taste for, for a while. Now, besides him, it was really like a lot of like, like internet music, you know, like a whole lot of stuff you can like hear online. It's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I heard of that before. Yeah. Type of deal. But it wasn't until like oh. high school. It wasn't until like high school when like I actually uh like uh, actually met uh the mutual friend uh steven that he actually introduced me to a whole bunch of other artists like hey try all these try this try this try this and I, you know he actually got me into a whole lot of music uh from there to be honest okay that's good all right so um one thing that i wanted to bring before we bring this to a close is kind of like a like a where do we go from here type of idea um Jeff is very in tune, I would say, from his conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. Jeff seems like you are very in tune with your spiritual self, your spiritual oasis. Um, as opposed to maybe Cam and I, it's like, yeah, we, we acknowledge spirituality, but we still hold on to, I would, I would assume, Cam, our Christian, our Christian faith as well. And so to ask everybody an open-ended question of, you know, where do you want to go from here with your specific outlook, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you hope for your for your future spouse to follow a similar idea to you? Do we want to teach your children how to follow it the same way that you do? Like, what is like? Where do you want to go from here with your your faith or your spiritual being? Okay. 
Man, throwing on the question. Uh, <laughs> um, I'd say where I'm personally going to go from here is, well, in my spiritual journey, I want to find out what, I, I want to analyze other, other, other religions for a little bit, not to inherently like subscribe to them, but to learn other lessons and then kind of compare them to my, you know, lessons that I learned in my upbringing and see which ones resonate with me the most. Because I feel like the ones that you choose to resonate with are the ones that are going to end up becoming, you know, your, your morale system, you know, your, uh, who are, that are going to form who you are as a person. Um, I feel like that's just kind of one of those things you kind of, you uh, start trying to figure out, you know, especially in like your early 20s, you know, in your 20s. Um, but yeah, I'd say from here, I'd probably just, I'm probably just uh, looking, you know, look, uh, observing from afar, uh, you know, spiritualities, you know, Buddhisms, chakras, uh, anything, uh, anything and everything that would probably give me a good lesson that I could use in uh, daily life that I didn't learn in Christianity. Nice. For me, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of the same. I, I do want to, not the same as like, I want to observe other religions, but I'm open to conversations. I'm, I'm open to having conversations with with a Jew, a, a Buddhist, a Hindu, like maybe like other like like specific like tribal um, tribal uh, religious beliefs, or maybe like even like like Native like Native American spiritual beliefs, because I know that they take into especially with spirituality with like the earth and like what nature provides. I'm definitely open to the idea of the conversation. Um, I, I still think that I'm always going to remain Christian. And remain close to acknowledging Jesus and and, and and everybody is like my Lord and Savior. And so I, I am going to, and also with, with my partner as well, she also uh, subscribes to Christianity. So we're definitely going to still hold on to that, but still acknowledge that there are other means of enlightenment and awakening. And I just think that I won't shy away from it. If it's something that I just don't feel comfortable with or something where it's like no I can lead to my Christian faith on that I will but I'm so always going to be open to conversations for just for new perspectives so, what about you Jeff um so I'm pretty open-minded in that sense so whatever um my partner believes I'm not gonna infringe on you know her belief system and hopefully she respects that of me as well. Um, you want to make sure that her her eye is open. Like, hold on, let me make sure. Let me see that <laughs> eye. Make sure it's open. <laughs> I mean, that would naturally happen when she's with me anyway. I mean, the progression of my mom, who was like pretty hardcore Catholic, to her being open about energies and stuff. Now that just happens with being with a partner. So I don't even gotta make sure that that's just gonna happen if you fucking with me, regardless. Real shit. But <laughs> um, yeah. So. But as far as like, you know, raising kids, um, I'm not going to really raise them with a religion. I'm going to raise them with two sayings that I kind of realized throughout this spiritual experience and why I think there's so much cognitive dissonance between people is I'm going to teach them that the way that I'm raising you or that you're going to think for yourself or your perspective on life is not the only way to live and the right way to live. Mm -hmm. And when they realize that and when everyone realizes that there's going to be a lot less arguments and a lot less disagreements, because that really stems from why are you doing this this way? Because I was taught this. Well, it's two different things. As long as you're not hurting no one, 
they can do what they doing. It's not really affecting you like that. So let them do what they got to do. But one thing that I was going back to the music thing, as far as like songs that kind of helped me into my spiritual progression for anyone listening that didn't want to know the songs, top five, not top five, but five that got me to where I am is Jaden Smith featuring Teo, Palladian Message, Capital Steve's Free the Robots, Hmm. Willow Smith, Female Energy Part One, Oshun, Protect Yourself, and the last one would probably be Willow Smith versus SZA Nine. Honorable mention: Captain Murphy Duality Mixtape. But nice. with that saying, uh, we appreciate you coming on the show cam you feel me um it was great fantastic conversation i think this is mm-hmm. a great way to finish off season two make sure you tune in for the local munchies as well as the podcast episode um so yeah uh appreciate you cam you know what i'm saying and um make sure that you uh follow the instagram page follow us on dystopia download the dystopia app because we're gonna be on there for season download three. it Seriously, you know, download it. Follow yeah. us on TikTok. I'm gonna tickle your feet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a like. Share with your friend, uh, family, friends, sneaky links, mm-hmm. entanglements, baby daddies, that. questionable baby daddies. You know all that. Anything in between. Exactly. All right, yeah, man. Peace. See y'all. Peace.